Alrighty, here we are. It's uh, the start of the 2022 AFL men's season. It's come around. It's that time of year again. It's wonderful. It's a great time of year to be alive. All everyone, everyone's hopes and dreams are still alive. No one's been dashed too much yet. Um, if you're a Carlton fan, that game's just finished. Your hopes and dreams have been uh, better than what you know. Especially if you're a Carlton fan below the age of 25, your hopes and dreams are something that you've never even experienced before. Um, so that's wonderful for you guys. Well done. Um, a great couple of opening rounds, uh, opening matches in this uh, opening round of the AFL men's season. Um, last night we saw the uh, grand final replay, which is the is the way forward. Um, just in my personal opinion, um, should do that every year, regardless of if it's Melbourne teams or not. Um, and then tonight, uh, Richmond and Carlton, who are the traditional, it's, it just seems like Carlton just didn't want to open the season. Once they didn't have to open the season, then they put on a good performance and got the uh, got the chocolates over Richmond for the first time in 11-odd years um, in the opening game. I think it's around that kind of record. Um, but yeah, we're here. It's been an um, interesting opening to the season. Uh, have a listen to the other podcast episode, <laughs> a little brief talk about that whole situation with the, the Tom Morris versus Luke Beveridge thing. But this is a preview of... Port Adelaide's opening match of the 2022 AFL men's season. So, Creekcast fam, Port fam, Pod fam, all of you out there listening, thank you. Thanks for being a part of it. Thanks for um, continuing to support. Or if you're new, welcome. G'day. I'm David. I'm your host here at the Creekcast. And I will do my best in my um, pure amateurish ways to um, run the rule over what's going on and what uh, or what to look forward to this weekend, which, because I'm biased, this is a Port Adelaide podcast, it'll be hopefully looking forward to a win. And I'll do it in my most biased way possible to uh, try to see how we will get there in this preview. So, um, without further ado, we might as well get into it. Opening round match between Apple Adelaide Boys and Brisbane. Um, I was trying to find the right song. I'm going to try and do a different one for each pod, but who knows how that'll go. We'll see how my inspiration goes week to week. But um, I was trying to, I was just trying to think of a good inspirational song to open the season. There was no, there's no real narratives going yet as far as the season goes. It's very young. Obviously, we haven't played a, a, a minor round game yet, so it's all new. We don't have any any trends going yet. So I just thought oh, I'll find a. Find an old school pump up song that I used to love. I remember watching Goal, the movie. I don't know if any of you out there remember that Goal from oh, 2003, 2004. It's the movie where Santiago Munez from Los Angeles gets a, you know, gets across to gets discovered in a park and gets a, a contract in Newcastle United and and the big end of end of year game to get them in the Champions League. They have that, that song plays over the top as it as as Liverpool come to visit uh, St. James's Park. So it's just a, a song that I've always loved from that. Like it's, it makes me think of that and re- downloading it on LimeWire um, in my, on my parents' dial-up internet in con- country South Australia and, and throwing it on my 
click wheel iPod with the black and white, the older and the real um, old yellow screen or whatever it was, the old iPods. Um, so yeah, and it used to pump me up all the time. I love that song. It's still a good old school pump up tune. And yeah, I did a little bit of reading on the song, um, which well, when I say a little bit of reading, I went on Wikipedia because you know that's what we do. Um, just I wanted to see a little, see if there was a little bit of background on the song, and basically. Um, guitarist Serge Pizzorno said the song is about revenge and having it out and I thought we need to have it out with fucking Brisbane don't we because we've it's not been a good run of late up in Brisbane up in the um, up in the Sunshine State uh, Brisbane the Gabba the Gabbatoire um, we have not had a good run up there for a fair few years I think our last win up there um, was in 20, 2017 so I remember reading uh, recently um, with uh, the likes of Zaki Butters and Rosie and co like they they don't know what it's like to experience a win up there so it is we do need a bit of revenge and we do need to have it out with uh, Brisbane so that's what this weekend's all about is having it out with Brisbane and seeing if we can uh, change change our fortunes up there a little bit um, but it is a it is a great um, early season um, test I mean early season if it's round one we couldn't when the fixtures come out um, sometimes you look at it and go geez that's a rough start. Um, you know, you often have it in when you're, if you're a Premier League fan, you do it, you kind of look at your first four or five games and see how easy it's looking for your team to kind of build into the season. Um, being it's, you know, the, the way that a Premier League race works, it's all based on your points throughout a season. There's no finals campaign or anything like that, but we do do, we do that a bit in Aussie rules as well. You kind of want to find a way, uh, uh, you want to get a foot into the season, um, with an, with a good early, early performance, um, so in some ways you do look at it and go, geez, this is a, this is the roughest, um, one of the rougher opening round matchups you could have asked for going away to a team that is, um, uh, on paper and, and, uh, as far as form goes over the past few years, uh, a, a top four, um, rival. Uh, so it's, it doesn't get much tougher than that, um, uh, beyond going to Melbourne maybe or going, but you know, the, I don't think it's, um, I think it is as tough as any of those, uh, just with how we've gone up there um, of late uh, with some really rough performances in the past couple of years. We just haven't gone well up there. And uh, so I don't think there's many tougher tests for us as a team just with how we've played Brisbane the last few years than this. Um, so saying that, you know, it, it is a rough start. It's a, it, it could be, but but what it also presents is an opportunity and a um, and a great test as well. You know, if it's a round one um win then it's an incredible start to the season and and gives you a real real boost and that's how we need to look at it i think um last season and the season before and the season before that they're gone they're in the past um there's a lot a lot of things we can learn from those games um and we'll get into that but there it's all in the past this season is a fresh season um there's a lot of new there's some new blood coming in we'll get into that um and there's another season under the belts of and another preseason under the belts of uh, both our experienced vets, but more importantly, a lot of our younger guys that are really going to, you know, we've got um, Butters, Rosie, and Dersmer all coming into their fourth year now. Um, it's, come, it's come around quick, but um, they're they're still young and with plenty of years ahead of them, but they're also just starting to come into that time of um, real, uh, they're getting the body on, they're getting the body on them, um, they're getting the workload under them, they're getting the experience under them um, to not be, uh, to get a little bit more and look, we know they've all been pretty pretty impressive already, so um, they can only get better from this point on. So, with all that all that in mind, um, there's so much to look forward to in this fixture as well. Um, beyond the obvious, um, the obvious test that it, that it presents as well. So, let's get into it. 
So for me, the number one thing I'm looking for this weekend, uh, this Saturday, this Saturday night, by the way, um, 7:40 uh, p.m. Albertson Standard Time. It's uh, 7:10 local up in Brisbane. Um, and for all of our um, <laughs> overseas listeners, I know we've got a few um, in the U.S. and whatnot. Um, I think that's going to be. Let me check what time. Uh, time. And I've got a, one of my best mates is in Oregon. Um, Vince, if you're listening, g'day. I don't know if he actually listens to this. He's a big, he's a big Port fan though, but um, <laughs> um, he is in Oregon and tries to sit up for the games, but um, sometimes can't can't bloody make it. But um, yeah, it'll be a late middle of the night game over there. So, but um, for all of you over there that are going to be staying up for it, um, good luck with that. Um, and, uh, as someone who stays up for Premier League and, and a few different sports over here as well, I respect it because it's a it's a tough it's a tough gig, um, especially um, if you work and all that stuff. But yeah, it's um it's a nice late one even for us here in South Australia. Seven forty p.m. kickoff is a is pretty late. Um, not that I'm seven forty p.m. on Saturday night. I'll cook up cook up a little bit of a barbecue, have a couple of frothies, and it'll be it'll be quite nice. But um, it is a late later kickoff even for us. Uh, but it's um, what I'm looking for in this game. Sorry, a little bit of coffee in my beard. <laughs> looking for in this game is um the main thing like the. The biggest storyline of a year last year, I think, in some ways, was our um, and it, and it was a storyline. Uh, we uh, fans talked about it, and it got and it got into the media a bit. And I remember it being the question being asked of some of our players in different um, media appearances, uh, whether it be radio interviews or whatnot. And that was the issue of our slow starts um, in some of these bigger matches. We got blown out of the water. I think I'm trying to think. West Coast, I think, was the first game that we that that happened to us last year. We were over at the Eagles, and we just got absolutely blown off the park in the first uh, quarter and a half, maybe. And it was 40 or 50 points down before half time. And then we, we clawed our way back a little bit and, and didn't make it not look embarrassing in the second half. But because we were just, for all intents and purposes, out of the game, it didn't really matter much. West Coast just got to coast uh, to victory um, on the back of blowing us off the park in the first half. Uh, I think we ended up losing that one by around 37 odd, but it's still six goals, six goal loss that we didn't. The West Coast hardly had to break a sweat in the second half, um, and then we went to Brisbane probably two weeks later. I think we came back and beat Richmond in that great Friday night footy game, and so we were, you know, we were sort of like, oh, you know, put that one behind us. But then we went to Brisbane a couple of weeks later, and um, in this fixture and la- last year, and and the same thing happened again. Um, Blown off the park, and it was it's a frustrating occurrence. And then obviously, uh, Western Bulldogs at home, um, they blew us off the park pretty well early. Not not to the extent of going 30, 40 points down, but enough that we then put a, exerted a lot of energy to get ourselves just in a touch in front again. And then and then they were able to uh, get the get the job done in the end. And then obviously, um, doesn't need to be mentioned, but it, I will mention it because. I was saying all year, I think, when these slow start kind of games happened, um, and even the ones we won, you know, happening against Adelaide in the river um, in their home showdown, uh, and even in our home showdown, I think it was real, you know, it was real sloppy, and we were only a little bit ahead up until midway into the third quarter. Um, but then Carlton at home when we were down by twenty points, and then kicked nineteen goals in a row, so it wasn't that big of an issue in the end. But we just these slow starts were just little issues throughout last year and I said at different times in reviews of these slow start kind of games that uh, it was something that was going to come back to bite us if we can get it 
Couldn't wrap our heads around it, and it did in the worst possible way in the preliminary final when we came out just absolutely not ready to play at all and got absolutely blown off the park in a fashion that was more brutal than any of the other ways that it happened throughout the season. It just happened at the worst possible time in a home preliminary final. That Western Bulldogs, that start that they had was, I hate to say it, just incredibly impressive, even though I was, I was sitting there um, up in the nosebleeds at Adelaide Oval just absolutely distraught besides myself not showing it I was just sitting there glum because I think within the first 10 minutes I knew I knew five minutes in maybe I don't know how quick they got their three first three goals on the board but whenever they were three goals up in that halfway through that first quarter I sat there and just this isn't going this isn't going well we're not you could just see it even though you know it's not that much of a margin down I could see that we were not with it and it was the same thing we'd seen all year and it was it defined our season last year in the end when you look at how the, how the season finished and then we look and then when you run the rule back over the season and see how many times, even in wins that we had, we kind of were a little bit patchy at the start. It was just rough. And um, so th- that's the biggest thing I'm looking for here. Um, you know, even beyond the result, the result obviously is important as well, but I really want to see a consistent effort across the four quarters and that's going to be probably I hope that's something that um, has really been a focus in the preseason and the off season. I know obviously you've got programs and whatnot in in, in these sports now um, and professional ways of building your team up to be match and match ready and match fit and ready to go at round one. Um, but beyond that in the preseason, I don't know if there's I don't know what you'd actually do. As I said at the start, amateur hour on this podcast. Um, but what I don't know what you actually do as a sports team psychologically to eradicate that kind of um, tendency. And I know sports are going to ebb and flow because other teams are going to have runs against you and stuff. But it was a considerable psychological issue that seemed to be within the squad last year because it was consistently our problem more than anyone else's. Uh, and and it, ours was to a ca- catastrophic effect at times in the regular season and then obviously in the uh, in the uh, worst possible moment in the preliminary final as well. So I hope that's been a focus and that's one thing I'm really um, going to be anxious to see uh, when we uh, when we open this game this weekend is how that start goes. I'll be more intrigued by that than anything. And then, you know, once we get through the first quarter or so, then just the rest of the game will flow out and whether we've had a slow start or not, we'll see where we go from there. But I really want to see... Um, some kind of intensity uh, from the get-go. Uh, some the pre- the pressure, um, the the when you look at the way we were timid around the ball in that Western Bulldogs preliminary final was um, a worrying aspect of that game as well. So again, all these things I want to see a response from. I know it's six months down the track or whatever it is, but I do want to see a bit of a response to that um, from the from the fellas out there on this weekend. So it'll, it'll be, that's one of the main things, probably the main thing I'm looking for this weekend is because we have such a great opportunity against a quality opposition straight off the bat. Um, it is a great opportunity to put bury the hatchet on some of those issues that uh, unfortunately came up in that preliminary final that we'd seen throughout the year as well. So. That, beyond anything else, um, I think as this whole entire team thing is something that I'm looking for most. Uh, we'll get into this uh, lineups and stuff in a moment. Uh, both, uh, We'll start off with Brisbane and get to our Port Boys. But um, yeah, that uh, there's individual things I'm looking for as well. But probably as a team, that is the number one thing I'm looking for this weekend. See how those starts are going to 
see if we're going to um, eradicate those demons right from the off this week and, and come out um, firing in the first quarter and carry that through, carry some momentum through the game from there rather than have to find the momentum in the second quarter and try to play a little bit of catch-up. Alrighty, so I'll look at the opponents for this weekend's game, the Brisbane Lions. Um, they are looking pretty strong, really, apart from, I mean, the big out for them at the moment is Eric Hipwood, who, um, to me, is actually one that, I don't know, Eric Hipwood just seems to have some blinders against us, really. Um, he's always been an interesting player to me, just with his, his body type and stuff. I just don't understand how he, he does, but it's uh, athletic... Um, nimble and 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 rain, rangy, um, good wingspan and all that stuff. So um, he's a big miss for them, but they're still pretty strong uh, without him. They'll be they'll be just fine without him. It certainly it certainly helps us out not having an extra that extra big toll because we really struggled. I think last year as they really um, ripped us up a little bit with those uh, with a few tools getting around there but um, they're still they're still looking pretty good uh, <laughs> particularly when they've got a blokes like Joe Danaher uh, running around and and Daniel McStay and, and co so they're looking pretty strong still without that with him missing they're also bringing in Darcy Fort who they acquired from Geelong in the off season who's I think he's only got 8 games under his belt um, I believe uh, let me have a quick I think he's I don't even know if he's played um, in the last year or two um he might have played back in 2020, but he's 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 a um, ruckman, so he's coming in as their second ruck, um, and play play a bit up forward as well. So as as well as obviously Oscar McInerney starting in the ruck for them, and we'll probably get the majority of the work with Darcy Forts in there as well to um, take a take a little bit of load in the ruck as well as um, play up forward a little bit. So yeah, they're they're pretty they're pretty well stocked for tools even without Eric Hipwood. Obviously, Joe Danaher's starting up front as well, um, and up forward, and Daniel McStay. A big back, a big one back for them as well as Cam Rayner, who um, would be interesting to see how he goes off of that. Um, he obviously did his knee right at the eve of last season and, and missed out in last season. Um, but we, uh, we, if you if you remember, he was absolutely lighting shit up, and he's still got so much footy ahead of him. Um, they're talking about trying to move him into mi- the middle a bit as well. Um, he'll get a bit of a run in the middle as well as um, up forward. Obviously, with his um, incredible skill up forward, and of course Charlie Cameron up there as well. Um, Zach Bailey, Lincoln McCarthy. It's a pretty strong forward line, so um, a great early test for our our defense. Our, our defense, which has been one of our strong points consistently over the last few years, will get um, a real strong test straight up from those forwards. Um, like I said, we had a bit of trouble um, when they were rattling the goals onto us last year to kind of stem that tide. Um, so um, obviously, obviously, as I said, Hipwood's a nice miss on our end, but um, it's still a fairly um, dangerous forward line to have to contend with between the two guys like Charlie Cameron and Cam Rayner, Crumman, Crumman, whatever comes to ground, or if Jen, Joe Danaher and Co can be clunking some marks. So there'll be a fair bit of work there, um, as well as obviously in the middle, they're pretty well stacked. Um, you know, Lockie, Lockie Neal's still there. After that weird um, flirtation with heading back to Fremantle in the offseason, he's stuck around. And obviously the likes of Dane Zorko. Hugh McCluggage, a little bit of an unsung, unsung hero, sometimes underrated because of the guys like Lockie Neal running around. And Mitch Robertson gets a bit of headlines as well. <laughs> and and Reese Matheson's in there. I oh, know he's, he's an emergency, sorry. So, um, But yeah, McCluggage, um, because he's on my fantasy team, I really... <laughs> I. Oh God, I hate I hate it when fantasy players are playing against my team though. Um, so I might just have to drop him. I can't handle it. I can't handle it. I don't like I don't like guys that are on my fantasy team scoring against my team. It's just it's it's a weird thing. It's because I care about my team more than I ever will care about fantasy. As much as I enjoy fantasy 
sports. But um, yeah, and then it'll be interesting to see how we go. Uh, obviously, Harris Andrews. They we they kind of they really just um, had the had the wood on us last year as far as really shutting down it. Like they like kind of really had the got us um, in midfield last year and and really just slowed the slowed the uh, slowed the production into the forward line. And then um, when we were getting kind of getting a half chances in there, Harris Andrews like they just had us planned perfectly last year. And and so we've got to kind of negate the influence of the likes of Harris Andrews a little bit and. and um, and get a little bit and um, get a bit of control in the midfield and and get some more um, quality delivery in there. It's um, so yeah, no, it's a pretty strong Brisbane forward li- uh, Brisbane lineup in general, um, almost as strong as they could hope to be um, this year. This year, uh, basically, apart from Eric Hipwood, he's really the only one they're missing. Uh, for my you know, without being I'm not a Brisbane fan, so I don't know if there's someone that I'm missing um, that I'm thinking. But I'm just looking across that lineup and not remembering how they've been in the last few years. That is a very, very strong Brisbane lineup. So we've certainly got our work cut out, cut out for us here, and um, and yeah, with like I've said already in this podcast, it's an incredible early test for our squad. So um, yeah, we might as well um, get into t- chatting about our boys. Um, and we have a couple of debutants coming in. Um, and so I'm going to just uh, play the audio of uh, Ken Hinckley giving the news to the boys um, today. And any time round one comes around, this excitement. There's nerves, there's all the anticipation of what's it going to be like. But for us, this year, we're going to have two people play for our footy club for the first time in round one, which is really, really exciting. And there's never been a, you know, for, for young, old, whatever, it's a great time in your life when you get that opportunity. And, and the first player who's going to play for us for the first time is Jez. Jeremy Finlayson's going to play his first game. <clears throat> Great to have you, mate. You know that's been been a little journey already, a bit of a challenging journey for you, but to, to come in and do what you've done already and be a part of the team, obviously, um, and, and fill a role that's really important to us is, is exciting. And to see you play for, for Port Adelaide for the first time, I hope it's a memorable day for you and you enjoy the, the opportunity. Secondly, um, first gamer. First gamer. And, the, and we all, for those who have played, you all understand how that feels. It's the most exciting time as a footballer, as you can get in your life, I reckon, bar ultimately winning a premiership with a team. So our first gamer for the very first time is going to be Jackson Mead. <laughs> well done, mate. Good work. It's a, it's a great story, the challenges you've had, mate. You've had two COVID years where you've come into the footy club. I know your mum and dad will be incredibly proud, and particularly your dad, that you're going to follow in his footsteps and play for Port Adelaide. You know, it's built around being a, a tough, hard, honest footballer, and uh, you do that really well for us. And you've had a great pre-season. You've thoroughly deserved this opportunity. We just hope you have a, a great night, mate, and um, you'll feel part of a special team on Saturday night. Congratulations. <laughs> How wonderful is that? Uh, we've got two guys coming in for their first games for the Mighty Port Adelaide Footy Club. Um, obviously, um, Jeremy Finlayson, our big um, you know, off-season. Off-season. Um, whoops, sorry, I've still got the Port Adelaide website. It was continuing to play after that uh, video had finished up. Um, but yeah, we've got um, Jeremy Finlayson obviously coming in after his uh, big um, recruitment over the off-season um, and hopefully uh, bolster our forward line. Looked promising in the preseason, so I'm looking forward to seeing how he um, can um, 
added an extra uh, extra uh, dynamic to our forward line, um, particularly with you know Georgiades is coming on strong um, and Marshall as well, and obviously Dixon is um, still a massive target in our forward line, but um, coming to you know he's in no other way to put it, he's in his twilight years of his career, so we do need to be looking at different options in that forward line. As the as the young guys like Georgiades comes on, and then we see where Marshall's at as well, and Finlayson just isn't that right age. Don't make a twenty six; he's going to be around for a few more years, and definitely has some good years ahead of him, and has had some good years in the past as well. Um, so yeah, great to see him making his debut. I think someone tweeted at us, and I apologise, I can't remember which Twitter account it was. If you're listening, you'll know who you are. So um, mentioned something about a whisper about Finlayson being injured coming up on Channel Nine News. I'm not. I'm not saying this is not me saying trying to ruin monger. It's just a tweet we literally got a couple of hours ago at at us, just kind of saying, "Oh, Finlayson might be might be injured." It was right after the team news had dropped. So I'm a little bit skeptical of that, but um, still, I guess keep an eye out. But I, I assume he's playing because he's been, you know, all that stuff's come out and. <laughs> like the channel news would have been at the same time that the, the team lineups were dropping, so unless it was real late mail for them, I don't know. Anyway, looking forward to seeing him play. Um, I don't. I think I, I think he'll be fine for it. Um, and yeah, really cool to see Jackson Mead, um, son of Darren, our inaugural um, best and fairest winner at the Port Adelaide AFL side, and obviously played um, was a big part in uh, a, a few premierships, three premierships down at. Um, at the at the Maggies at the Sandful level and uh, and has um, been is a is a club legend so uh, one of one of uh, thank you know we're lucky enough to have many that we can call legends and Darren certainly is one of those uh, special special group that kind of bridged the gap between um, our state you know our Sandful history as well and into the AFL history and um, will forever be our first um, inaugural best and fairest winner at the club I still remember the power from Port magazine I've got with him body like a jersey body painted on him. Um, and I that, like I got that as a kid um, when I used to get the Power from Port magazine or whatever it was called um, regularly, and and now we've seen his lad suit up for the first time. So I'm feeling a little old. Um, I'm, it's just I'm in that age demographic where now I'm seeing the sons of my heroes as a, I I was my heroes as a kid, and now coming and starting playing. You know, Tex Wanganin at fucking at uh any of you know I've seen Taj Schofield running around and the Burgoyne lads, and it's just it's really starting to hit home. Um, that the sons of the guys I grew up watching are now playing playing footy. Um, anyway, that's neither here nor there. But it's cool to see he's had an incredible um, couple of years of obviously promising signs playing footy. But then um, I don't know if anyone recalls. I'm sure some do recall. Um, he had a really horrific injury last year that meant is part of the reason he was out for so long last year. He's out for ten to twelve weeks with a lacerated spleen, and it was actually a pretty scary. I think he um, there was a story in the advertiser last year. They kind of like talked about it, um, you know. They interviewed Darren and them about it, so I'm not talking out of school here. Um, but uh, basically, he he played. They, I don't think they knew exactly what point of the game that it happened. I think it was a game against Central Districts, and he, he had a bit of a sore sore stomach. Came home, um, was at home with his parents, thankfully, and um, was feeling a bit crook. Uh, went to the toilet, and then he he fainted basically as he was walking out of the toilets. And um, they called the doctors and got him into intensive care, and he had, you know, bleeding, internal bleeding, and a lacerated spleen. And just thankfully, um, as Darren I think says in this article, uh, that he was at home. Otherwise, um, you know, who knows what would have happened uh, to him. Uh, so it was just one of those lucky, lucky situations, um, and obviously a lengthy recovery with that. But he's had a good preseason and is coming into um, play his first game for Port Adelaide, which is wonderful. 
as the son of um you know another father uh, only our second father son pick i actually think after ebert so um yeah cool to see jackson meet uh, sorry i don't know we had um jace Bergwin as well but the second one to play um come up to the afl level so yeah, really cool to see Jackson um, Jackson Mead um, making his... And he's, you know, look, there's a lot of raps on Jackson Mead, his game, his body. Um, he's come along well over the last year, you know, that injury aside, obviously. Um, you know, he's had, you know, his first year in the system was COVID and, and then last year the lacerated spleen. But beyond all that, he's still proven um, enough to uh, give the selectors um, this this uh, the, prom- the promise that he's going to come in and, and play a role and in such a big game to start off the season as well. Uh, really cool for Jackson Mead. So um, congrats to Jackson and Jeremy coming into the side and um, Jay and Jay uh, coming in for their first game for Port Adelaide. Um, you know, it's the promised land. Welcome. Um, go well, lads. Um, otherwise, the rest of the team is um, very familiar, obviously. Um, yeah, let me just get, the, get this up again. Basically, we're looking, um, obviously, I think we, uh, Cleary's out for a little while. Uh, I think the next four to six, or is it two to four? I can't remember. I remember looking at the injury thing a little, a couple of weeks ago, but God, that can be, (laughs) we learned last year how out of whack that can be, depending on the recovery of some players. Um, I remember remember when um, Butters, it was just like, he was four to six weeks, I think for like six weeks straight, and it didn't change, (laughs) so... Um, but yeah, I think uh, Cleary just had a pretty standard little clean up of the knee after that uh, Crows preseason game, so he's out of the defense. What that means, Cannon, T Max back and back at fullback, and um, obviously the rest are Lear, Lear, um, Ryan Burton, Darcy Burn Jones, and um, everyone's favorite scapegoat, Riley Bonner, is in there. I'm happy for Riley Bonner. Um, look, I get why um, some fans don't like him, but I it's also over the top sometimes with how visceral the hate can get for him he's a he burns the ball a little bit here and there but he's gotten i think he's actually myself i think he's gotten a, a lot better with that last season he started to show some really great signs um later in the season and kept his spot and right into the preliminary final which guess what he was the best player in the fucking preliminary final which um you know we you never want Riley bond to be a best player in a preliminary final he does rack up possessions and and um when he's when he's on he's he plays pretty damn well and uh yeah, he was the only one that really fucking showed some guts in that game. So, look, I can't can't fold it, and um, he's he's earned his spot um, to give to have a crack this week. Um, so um, happy to see him in there. Um, you know, like like with a lot of controversial team selections with players that are just have that kind of that stigma on them from fans. There's always a little bit more nuance to it than just he's a, you, know, you just see some horrible commentaries from fans on Twitter on the socials about him and it's just not it's just not on he's he's a poor player yeah we can talk about you can have a critical discussions about him but just calling him a useless cunt or whatever that i've seen on at times is just not on so yeah happy for riley to be in the side and um and 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 he's on his spot so let's uh, let's root him on and hope that he he has a great game this week and is part of a part of a good port performance um so that's you know back lines um one of our strong points over the past couple of years obviously Missing Cleary isn't, but Cleary is missing half of last year as well. And T Mac um, came in and played really, really well, um, and earned his spot to stay in the side last year. And um, I expect great things again this year, as well as obviously our All Australian Elia Elia and our captain Tommy Jonas anchoring everything um, with the run that the likes of Burn Jones, Bonner, and Burton will, um, and the good ball usage they'll uh, provide uh, will hopefully give us some good rebound off a halfback. Um, and in the middle, it's obviously um, the, the our Brownlow medalist, our great man Ollie Wines, 
um, and obviously, uh, yeah, Lysett's in the ruck again, I think, with um, obviously Laddams now a Sydney Swan, um, and Finlayson in, we'll see, uh, obviously Lysett will take the handle, the bulk of the ruck work, but then I think Finlayson can can pinch at the ruck a bit, um, I don't know if they've got like, and you know, Alir Alir I know did in Sydney, uh, I don't think he likes to, but um, he certainly will take a contest here and there. Um, but I expect it'll be Lysett really anchoring a lot of the ruck work and then obviously maybe Finlayson pinch, hit, pinch hitting in there and maybe, you know, Marshall taking the occasional one, maybe, I don't know. But, um, yeah, Dixon's certainly not in the side at the moment to uh, to make, um, to be able to do that, which I don't like seeing Dixon ruck anyway because often he comes down and ends up hobbling um, for five minutes and I, and then, then he'll break into a run and be fine again. But, yeah, um, hopefully we... But um, Sam Hayes is named as an emergency at the moment. I don't know. I would expect either I I kind of expect Mays to be named the sub um, this week. So the emergencies are Motlop, Hayes, uh, Sam Hayes, uh, Sam Mays, and and Skinner. And I I expect Mays just with his role that he the versatility he was able to show last year is coming on as a sub. He kind of can play roles um, in different places in the field depending on the ne- like needs at any point in the game. That uh, you know we never want to have to use the sub, but it is often just. Um, whether it's a minor injury, it's still a useful thing uh, to use late in the game if if required to um, just be precautionary. And Mays can kind of fill the roles in that as <laughs> a really nice little run last year as the sub and came on and actually made a real impact and won a couple won a couple of games for us. So I expect Mays to be the sub. So you know Hayes being an emergency doesn't ring too many bells for me as uh, potentially coming in and playing in the ruck as well. I just don't think that's happening. So. Um, yeah, I, yeah. Uh, so the middle was pretty pretty settled on what, kind of what we were last year. It'd be great to see um, how Houston and Amon, Amon after a great, just a real, he, he'd been coming on strong the year before probably, but last year was a real breakout year for Amon and Houston as well. Um, so I'd be really excited to see how those guys are coming on this year. Um, it's really on those kind of guys to really um, take the next step up and probably be a part of, rectifying some of those issues that saw us um, get blown out in some of these games against the likes of Brisbane is going to be the next step in the development of these kind of guys to be able to make that impact in the game. Um, but the real real ones that we need to work, like Willem Drew is someone I'm looking for um, to really, he took a big step up in his game last year as well. Um, he needs to um, hit the likes of him and um, Butters and Rosie and and the likes uh, need to take that as next step. So, and yeah. And then when we look at our interchange, um, it's very, very strong. Obviously, Jackson made the debutant there, but Lockie Jones, um, we'll hopefully get an injury-free run from him this year and really see the impact he can make as well. Um, and then uh, Power Pepper and Dersma. Obviously, Dersma, part of that crew uh, that came in in 2019. So he's um, got another year to... Uh, show kind of the growth that's continually coming in his game as well. But I think Sam Palpepper really needs to start making... He, this is a de- really career-defining year, I think, for Palpepper. Seems to have his... Per- like, you know, he's, everything's going great um, personally for him, it seems, you know, from the outside. I know he's had his struggles at times, and I, I'd always wish him the best because he's um, a good lad, and um, certainly um, we love him at Port Adelaide, but he's really got a... You know, he had a promising little sub-burst um, in that Geelong qualifying final last year. Um, and had some really nice moments last year, but they'll they'll peppered around again with uh, some less than stellar performances and just inconsistency. So he's come up to a hundred games this year. I think he's on game. This might be game ninety three, possibly. Um, this first round here. So 
he's coming up to the hundred game barrier. Um, he's no longer a young player. He's not. He's got plenty of years ahead of him potentially as well. But he's just in that range. That we really need to see the player Power Pepper is going to be um, come to the f- more to the fore this year. It doesn't mean he needs to become. You know, like the where Ollie Wines is got to last year, he still, he still, we still want to see him develop. We just need to see the signs and a lot more consistency to see that um, he's going to get there. So, yeah, a lot, a lot riding on this game for a few people. It's it's game one of a twenty-two game season. Um, so there's also you've got to see it's four points regardless, but there's a lot of opportunities here to see where the side is at straight away. And really get a good feel for um, you know any issues that we need to rectify, but also um, see that we can match it with some of these teams in these big kind of fixtures. Because last year, just so often, it was it was uh, less than stellar. So there's a lot of opportunities there for a lot of guys to to make a mark this week. And um, really looking forward to it. To, for myself, to be honest, I'm really looking forward to it. I'm relishing in the opportunity to see what these guys can bring. And uh, and uh, get a real test um, out of the way straight away, and really get an idea of where we're at. It's um, like I said at the start of this podcast, it's uh, could be seen as a real um, negative to have such a tough test straight away, but I think that's actually it's a really great one to. Unfortunately, either way, you know, worst comes to worst, and it's a it's a terrible performance, and at least we know straight away that we've got some things to work on. But I'm I'm really hopeful. Um, that a great preseason, a, a good preseason, um, obviously performance-wise in games like the Gold Coast loss was a bit rough, and Crow's match was a little bit rough for a while, but the conditions were um, a, a factor. But I, I think um, I'm hopeful that uh, we can um, really put on a good, good show this weekend and and see that and start seeing some signs of progression from some of those issues that really. Um, felled our season last year because for such a good season that it was last year there were some glaring issues that ultimately were um, as I started to- the, the discussion talking about and I'll bookend it really with this po- this preview um, they, they defined our season last year and we don't want to go down that road again this year um, and it's a real test for the coaching staff as well to see that we have made some progressions in working out what those issues were um, and, and refining the game plan and refining the squad um, to to counteract those issues because they were they were very obvious and and very defining so there should hopefully um this is where coaching staff and all them they make their money is on rectifying this issues you've got to coach the team and work figure out uh, and coach it out um as you want to coach in good uh, good habits and good good practices you need to coach out the things that um that uh, are detriments to the team so a lot of opportunities this weekend. Um, God, the Pete Murray's opportunity—it's flowing through my head now. I gotta—I gotta wrap this one up. Losing my marbles here. Um, but yeah, big opportunity this weekend. Round one doesn't get much tougher than going up to Brisbane uh, in this versus this iteration of the Brisbane team and how strong they're looking. I know we're, we're missing a few players as well, so um, it'll be—it's a great test for some of those depth players that may may be on the fringes when uh, the likes of your Arazios and your Dixons and all those kind of guys are fit again. Um, Bergman's, um, you know, Cleary. There's a lot of guys on the sidelines that, if they're fit and raring to go, they'll be looking for spots. So it's an opportunity both to show where we're at against a good team, as well as um, for the squad to start um, kind of finding finding out who's going to be battling for places uh, when the time comes. Uh, hopefully, we're at fit and firing and and having those selection issues. So yeah, let's fucking get it. Let's get let's start the season off with a, a big win over in in tough in a, against a tough. Op- opposition um probably tough conditions up there um but no better test so 
Let's fucking go. Count the pair. <laughs>